Feels like it's taking forever. But we want to invite people up to the church. We're going to invite the people that helped out. And I wanted to say thank you to all those that helped us unload the truck. Um, it was hot, and I'm glad I didn't have to do it by myself. So, but we would like to invite people up. We want to just have a home gathering, like a little barbecue up there at the house, and invite anybody that would like to come. And we'll set the date for that. Maybe when it gets a little cooler. I think that's around what? Uh... October. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, this, this last couple of days it's been nice. So, uh, 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 another thing too, uh, if, if, and I'm going to steal this from Randy, but um, if you want to be a member, we have membership cards and membership is open and uh, we'll get you the membership. Right now we're, we're making them. Uh, I have a member, membership sheet I can use until that point, but if you'd like to be a member, just see, uh, come see me and we'll sit down and... Uh, and that's something that we do as a board and we come together. Also, I wanted, I wanted to pray over these prayer requests real quick. I'm not going to pray over each one of them. I'm going to pray over them as a whole. So would you please bow your head as we go to the Lord in prayer. Father, prayer is important. Father, every great revival has started with prayer. And Lord, I believe in the power of prayer. Jesus, it says in Scripture that you intercede for us. And the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. So, Lord, we want to pray on behalf of others. And there's a lot of prayer requests on this, on this sheet. And I pray for miracles to happen, breakthroughs to happen, uh, answers to prayer to come through, because you're a God that answers prayer. So, Father, we agree together. You said if two or more agree in your name, it shall be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we agree together for your hand upon these prayer requests. And even the ones that aren't mentioned here this morning on this sheet, you know the needs of our hearts before we even pray. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to turn it over to Randy. Yeah, y'all think I didn't see that, but I seen how happy y'all was when you seen him up here instead of me. <laughs> so, I'm going to remember that. Okay, we got the regular announcements today. Uh, we have youth on Wednesday nights. We have children's church. We have uh, service in here on Wednesday night. Sunday night service here, Sunday morning service here, and we have uh, on the 19th of August coming up, we have uh, at 8.30 in the morning, we have a men's breakfast in the fellowship hall. For any of the guys that want to come, I've been telling you this for a long time, free food. I mean, it's just, I don't know what it would take to get people to come eat free food, but there's probably not a restaurant in town that will offer that to you. So just keep in mind every that we have free food here. Uh, on August the 5th at 8.30 in the Fellowship Hall, we have our, our men's Bible study. We've been having some really good Bible study and some really good discussion. Uh, you get other people's thoughts and ideas on what the Bible says and what it means. doesn't mean you have to change yours, but at least you get another one that you can look at and see what you think about that. Heart to Heart, August 15th in the Fellowship Hall. Robin's not here, so I don't have any more information on that right now. Okay. Okay, and again, that's on uh, August 15th in the Fellowship Hall. July 29th at 1130 at El Mexicano. That's the prime timers. That's just, just right over here. I mean, you don't, okay, there's a sign-up sheet out in the foyer. Sign up on that. 
and that way they'll at least have a, an idea how many tables to put together for everybody. Okay, um, there's a daughter's conference coming up September 15th and 16th, and mother daughters, I guess, and I'm not part of that. It says $60 until August 15th and $80 at the door. You can also sign up for that out in the foyer too. Okay. <laughs> uh, youth activities for all you youth. Listen up. July 27th, Laser Zone in Ada. You're going to be leaving the church here at 4 o'clock. And July 27th, what day is that, Kim? Okay. Uh, August the 9th, back to school pool party and cookout. You're going to leave the church at 5 and return at 9 and bring a towel. I'm not sure where that's going to be at, but. And yeah, it's going to be a good time. Now then, I've got some public service announcements. One is, those of you that don't garden or don't want to garden or want to eat okra and squash, there's a whole bunch back in the kitchen. Uh, go get all you want because what's not taken will probably just get up thrown away. And it's back there for you guys to enjoy and partake of. Uh, couple of things that we could use help with. Feed the kids. Every Wednesday night we feed the kids. Uh, we have six or eight of us that rotate through that, but it wouldn't hurt to have 10 or 12 that rotate through that if you want to get involved in that. Uh, what basically all it amounts to is to go to the pizza hut and buy two or three peaches and bring them down here and, and give them to them. It's not like you have to work at it. It's just if you, want to, if you just want to get involved in that ministry and help with feed the kids. Um, we could use help in the media room, Gary. We could use help with the singers, Sister Julie. We could use help on the desk, Brother Ron. Um, that's pretty much uh, most announcements, but I just want to keep in mind that with our new pastor, I want to come and support him in everything he does. And I know that he's going to have some things going on and starting up. And it's going to be different, and we're going to look at it and say, hey, wait, that's not what we used to do. Well. We used to have 30 or 40 people. We're looking for 130 or 40 people. So we want to do whatever we need to do to get the people back in here and get our church back on track, uh, get more involved in missions and ministry and outreach around our community and within the people of our church too. Okay, so Brother Ron, I guess, is going to do the offering. Whoever's helping. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for all the blessings you've given us. Lord, we ask that you use what we return to you for your blessings. We ask this in your holy name. Amen. So go ahead and get on your feet this morning. Oh, we just want to worship the, the Father this morning. Father, we just thank you for your presence that's in this house, God. God, we never want to miss an opportunity to worship and praise your name, Father. All for your glory, God. And that's why we came for this morning, God, was to glorify and magnify your name, Father. Father, hear our praises this morning as we pour out of our hearts to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go. Hallelujah. 
sing that again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the Lord God Almighty reigns. Hallelujah. Holy. Holy. Are you Lord God Almighty? Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Amen. Oh, lift your voices, sing hallelujah. 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 For the Lord God Almighty reigns. morning. He is worthy of all praise. 
He is worthy of all praise. Father, we just thank you this morning that you are here in this room. We thank you, Father, that you are going to touch hearts. We thank you for healings that are going to take place this, God, this morning, Father. We thank you for a fresh anointing in this place, God. Not only in this sanctuary as a whole, God, but in each and every heart that is represented here today, Father. Father, just pour out your anointing. Pour out your Holy Spirit on your people this morning, God. God, we thank you in advance, Father. Yes. Jesus is in this room, here right now, here right now, making this place I stand, holy ground, holy Fling wide, 
glorious I run inside the throne room before you time bow the veil is torn and the doors fling by see glorious I run inside the throne room before you time bow the veil is torn and the doors fling wide see glory has I run inside the throne room before you and time bow holy holy
and the train of his temple and the angels circle round him and they cry hang on just a second you know I heard a story from the Bible one time just keep playing right there the Holy Spirit just hit me with it again but it talks about the train of his robe and I may be wrong but I'm going to say it like I remember it but when a king used to win a battle, they would take the garment of the king that they defeated. And they would sew that on the back of their throne for every victory that they had. And the Holy Spirit was bringing this to me. How many pieces of my material are sewn to the back of God's throne? How many pieces of your cloth? How many pieces can you remember? And how many are you anticipating for him to add to the train of his robe and to fill the temple? That gets me really excited when I think about that because I've got more pieces that need to be added to that robe. We're going to sing that again, and I want y'all to think about that in a different way. I want y'all to release all the victories that he needs to go ahead and conquer for us and all the ones in the past that are already sewn to the bottom of his robe. Go back to the top of this song. Hallelujah. Just come on, Dennis. I saw the Lord seated on his throne. clothed in glory hallelujah hallelujah exalted high and the train of his filled the temple and the angels circled round him They cried, oh, you are holy, Lord, you are holy, oh, so holy, you are holy, Lord, Lord. just keep it coming. you 
more time. Sing it one more time. You are holy. You the last time you cried before the Lord? When was the last time you laid your burdens before the Lord? We're not going to rush this this morning. I, this is on my heart. If you have a burden on your heart, just between you and the Father, you're welcome to come to the altar this morning. Come before Him. God's the one that heals. He's the one that saves. He's the one that sets free. God wants to touch you this morning. you got a burden on your heart. Come before Him. I will pray with you. I'll turn my mic off so that it stays private. Right now, right where you're at. You're here this morning. You're not right with Jesus. Now is the time. It talks about being holy before God. God is a God of holiness and righteousness and purity. Maybe this morning you have difficulties or you need healing or you need healing in your family. Right now, just before the Lord. This is a, this is a holy moment. And as you sing that a little bit, would you sing that a little bit as you make your way to the front? Just between you and the Father. Right here at the altar this morning. Thank you. There's several of you coming, but just between you and God. I believe God wants to do something in your life this morning. Would you just sing it as these people are coming forward this morning? Would you just sing out that to God, that He's holy? Oh. 
exalted high and the train of his As they begin to pray, there's somebody that's angry with somebody this morning. God keeps dropping that in my heart, unforgiveness. You know, the Bible talks about bringing something before the Lord. If you want prayers to be answered, God says go and make reconciliation with that person. Then come to the altar. Um, if, you, if you're struggling with anger this morning, let me, let me give you a testimony when we candidated here. And I asked Jared if I could share it. 
he came forward for prayer and the Lord gave me a word for him and the word was work. And, and he was struggling with his work. Am I right? If I get this wrong, let me know. And he was needing more work and he wasn't getting enough work. The next day, his work fired him, but then he got extra work and extra work and extra work. And so God has blessed him for that. So thank you for letting me share that testimony. Listen, God wants to work in your life and for unforgiveness will keep you in bondage. It's not hurting the other person, it's hurting you. And half the time, they don't even know what's going on in your life. So I'm not going to ask you to come. That's between you and the Lord. But if you have unforgiveness in your heart, it will keep you from your relationship with the Lord and connection. So give that to him right now, unforgiveness. It's a bondage. Lay it before. If you have to come to the altar, come to the altar. What you're seeing here this morning is God doing work, not us. This has nothing to do with me. This has nothing to do with you. This has everything to do with what, what God wants to do in a person's heart. This is what Pentecost is about. This is what the move of the Holy Spirit is about. A God working in people's lives, bringing healing, direction, and guidance. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody with a right foot. Anybody got a right foot that needs healing this morning? Anybody with a right foot? I, I get these impressions. Anybody's foot hurting this morning? Maybe there's been times that somebody didn't come forward and then later on they told me about it. I'm not acting weird. I'm just getting somebody's right foot needs healed this morning.
anybody else before? Listen, this is just, let, let's let God move. How many of you guys are familiar with this? Yeah. We don't want to interrupt what God's doing in people's hearts this morning. If, if, you're, if, you're, if there's something on your heart and you just want to keep it between you and the Lord, or you would like to share it with me, you're welcome to. Jesus. Jesus. 
arthritis in your knees a, a left knee anybody got arthritis I want to pray for you you got arthritis in your knee okay your left knee just take a seat for me we'll pray for you this
baptized in the Holy Spirit you know we are a Pentecostal church we believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit and I could do a lot of teaching on that but if you'd raise your hand have you ever been baptized in the Holy Spirit raise your hand all right I'm gonna I'm gonna invite you up listen this is God's service not mine right God has his own agenda if you haven't been filled for a while the Bible says do not be drunk on wine but be filled with the Holy Spirit that's Ephesians 5.18. And what that scripture means, in the Greek, it means to be continually filled. So if you want a good infilling of the Holy Spirit, I, I, how many of us, we would probably not go a day without a meal, right? How many of us go without reading our Bibles? And how many of us go without being filled with the Holy Spirit daily? So listen, this is, we're not in a rush here this morning. This is what God wants to do. And I don't want to get in the way. Do you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit this morning? I want to pray with you this morning. Anybody? Come on down. Yeah, it's like, remember, the price is right. Come on down. 
for thou art Lord. For thou, O Lord, art high above all the earth. Thou art exalted far above all gods. For thou, O above all the earth. Thou art exalted far above all gods. I exalt thee. I exalt thee. I exalt 
continue to pray. I want to explain a few things. Even for the youngsters up here, you know, uh, testimonies of people like my old pastor and his wife, Sandy, you know, he grew up in the Wesleyan Church. They don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And God began to lay on his heart the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he started teaching on healings in his church. And people started getting healed. And uh, people wanted to get filled with the Holy Spirit. Started, people, people started getting filled. And he struggled with it. And uh, the Lord had told him to do some study on it. So he studied on it. And then uh, God told him to go to this revival service at an Assemblies of God church up there in North Dakota. And he went. And he get, got baptized in the Holy Spirit. His wife, Sandy, went and she got filled, but she didn't get her prayer language yet. It wasn't just a few days later that she was, it wasn't until like a week later, and then she began to pray. So I want to talk a little bit about that this morning. Uh, this is not in my notes, so we're not going to go to the notes this morning. Thank you, guys. Um, let's give God a clap offering for what he's doing here this morning. Listen, God gets the glory for everything. Remember who gets the glory. You know, and we're going to continue to begin to thank God for your healing if you came up for prayer this morning. Um, where are we at on time? We got some time, don't we? Okay. Listen, God does what he wants to do. This is his church, right? It's not my church. It's not your church. It's his church. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. You belong to him. I belong to him. Even with the youngsters, I want to do an encouragement. When we were up in Abernathy in 2019, it's just before COVID hit, um, we had Bible, uh, a prayer and Bible study on Thursday mornings I had set up. And uh, that morning the Lord said, I want you to talk about the Holy Spirit. I'd do a Bible lesson and then, of course, then we would pray. And uh, I, I, so in that Bible study, the Lord laid on my heart I didn't dismiss the kids. You guys can stay if you want to hear this story. I, I want to share this for a reason for those youngsters that came up. And uh, so a lady by the name of Mama Linda, she's with Jesus now. And uh, Mary, I was going to teach on something else. I said, Lord, I, I, I teach on that all the time. I don't need to teach on that. So I started teaching on something else. And so Mary and Mama Linda over here, they started going, uh, you know, started talking about the Holy Spirit. And Paul over here goes, I was just asking the Lord about that last night. And I taught on the Holy Spirit, and he got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Immediately. Then I had a friend of mine in Wyoming. Um, she was told that because of sin, she couldn't receive the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you something. How many of us sin every day? So if that's the case, none of us are worthy of it, right? So I taught on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And... Uh, Asked her to go home. Why don't you go home? Sometimes we need to get alone with the Lord. Sometimes we're in front of people. We're a little distracted. And so I said, why don't you go home and pray with your husband. Put some worship music on. Just lay on your bed. Don't worry about falling over or doing anything like that. Just get in God's presence. So she did that. And a year goes by. She comes forward. Her son comes forward. Her son gets baptized in the Holy Spirit. Gets his prayer language right away. Starts having uh, prophetic words and dreams. And nothing happens. And I pulled her aside and I said, what, what's going on? What, what's holding you back? And she brought up the old stuff again. Remember, what's in the past is in the past. Paul says, forget what is behind and press on towards the goal that is heavenward in Christ Jesus. So I asked her, I said, did you do what I asked you to do last year? And she said, I did. I said, well, what happened? She goes, well, I kept getting these weird words in my head. 
And I said, well, let me hear them. Immediately she began to pray in the Spirit. And it set her free on a lot of things. Listen, nobody is worthy for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. None of us are worthy for salvation, but God freely gives it. So if you're thinking, well, it didn't happen. Listen, the Bible says that if you ask him to fill you up, you will get filled. It's not based on feelings. Feelings are nice. How many of us love it when we feel the presence of God? But we live by faith, not by what? Sight. So even for the young kids this morning, you're thinking, well, nothing happened. Listen, it took a, my mom praying with me the day I got saved to be filled with the Holy Spirit for about an hour and a half. I think sometimes we get in a hurry. So I would suggest to you, even with your moms and dads, with your kids, get, get, get alone with them. Pray with them. Teach them what it means to pray. We've done that with our daughter. And you know, I believe God also has timing. He's working things out. I've noticed in some people, God has to work some things in their heart before he does other things. So I want to talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Is it separate from the new birth? This is not in my notes. This is just something that I feel like I need to do. Go with me to Acts chapter 2 real quick. And I might have shared this a few when I came here to candidate. But go with me to Acts chapter 2. We're going to read this and then we're going to pray real quick. Acts chapter 2 verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly the sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard the sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one of them heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? Perithians and Medes and Elamites, uh, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocius, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said they have had too much wine. And Peter goes on to explain it and he preaches the gospel. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, as we study the next 15 minutes on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I pray that you would open up hearts and minds, even to these kids. Thank you, Father, for these kids that are hungry for your presence to come to the altar to feel more of you. And I pray that you would bless them. Bless them beyond measure. Pour out your anointing on them. Remind them, Lord, that you love them. And I pray for each one of us this morning, you give us soft hearts to receive what your word has. And Father, I get out of the way so your Holy Spirit can speak. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. So we know the story of the day of Pentecost. Here's the day of Pentecost. Now understand, Jesus' mom is here. Mary, the mother of Jesus. Do you know she got baptized with the Holy Spirit? She was in the upper room. There were 120 in all. Notice that they're all Jews. It talks about them being Jewish. Now, hold your spot here. Go with me to John chapter 20. John chapter 20. 
Look at me in verses 21 and 22. John chapter 20, verses 21 and 22. Now this is during the 40 days that Jesus appeared to the disciples before he ascended to heaven. And it says again, Jesus said, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive what? The Holy Spirit. Now this is before the day of Pentecost. And so Jesus breathes on the disciples in the upper room. The word breathe there is the same, he, same word in the Greek for Hebrew when God breathed life into Adam and Eve. So the disciples were born again at this moment and baptized in the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. That's separate from the new birth. Go with me to Acts chapter 10. Peter sees a vision from heaven and he sees a sheet coming down with all these unclean animals. He's on top of the roof of his house. And, and God says, kill and eat. And Peter says, I'm not going to kill and eat these things. Lord, I've never eaten anything unclean in my whole life. And this happens three times. And God tells him what I have made clean is clean. And it's referring to the Gentiles. While he's still pondering about this, some men come to his door. The Holy Spirit says, go with them. He goes with them to a house that is owned by a man named Cornelius who's a Gentile, a Roman soldier who was God-fearing. Peter begins to explain the gospel to him. Look at verse 44. While Peter was still speaking these words, what words? The gospel. While Peter's still speaking the words, he's preaching the gospel to them about Jesus it says this, look at this. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers, in your Bible, put Jewish believers. Believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the what? Gentiles. Notice the distinction. Circumcised believers, those are the Jewish believers. They were in the upper room. They were there that day when the Holy Spirit was poured out. They come with Peter. They're in a Gentile's house. They, they see the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit poured out on them. And then look what they say. For they heard them, verse 46, speaking in tongues and praising what? God. What was the sign to the Gentile or to the Jewish believers? that the Gentiles have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. The gift of tongues. You know, on the day of Pentecost, it wasn't a prophetic word that was spoken. Some people will say, well, you know, uh, not everybody gets baptized in the Holy Spirit. Not everybody gets that gift. Well, we look at the scripture here. It happened to the Jews and it happened to the what? The Gentiles. But on the day of Pentecost, it wasn't a prophetic word. It wasn't a word of knowledge. It wasn't the laying on of hands for It was tongues that appeared above what? Their head in fire. Go with me to Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. Look at me in verse 14. Now Philip is in Samaria. How many of you guys know that Philip was an evangelist? 
He preaches the gospel to them. Verse 14, when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God. The word of God that is referring to is the gospel truth, right? You guys understand that? It says right here, they sent Peter and John to them. When they arrived, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them. They had simply been baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. You can't be... Now, there are people that get water baptized, but in this instance, you know the gospel was preached. They accepted the word of God, which means they had received salvation. And then it says that they got water baptized, but they had not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Then verse 17, then Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received what? The Holy Spirit. Let me make something clear. When you get saved, you get the Holy Spirit. Okay? What, what he's referring to is the endowment of power or the power of the Holy Spirit, that dunamis power. It's kind of like, I like to use the example, I wish I had a cup of water in it. Uh, but in a cup, you ever get a cup of glass of water and you fill it up? It's got water in it, right? I mean, I get thirsty. I found out, everybody said, don't drink the Longview water, or Long, Long Grove, not Longview. I'm so, they're so close together. The Long Grove water, because it's yellow, right? I found that out when my daughters were filling in their uh, uh, balloons yesterday. And I thought, we've been drinking that? So, good thing for filters. Everybody's shaking their head, so you understand what I mean. But in a glass of water, you got water in it. What God wants to do is pour more of his water onto you. And the Holy Spirit's not just a thing. He is a person. He is God. He is the third part of the Trinity. And he wants to bless you and I with his anointing. Notice that he calls it a gift. In, in, in Acts chapter 1, Jesus says, Go into Jerusalem and wait for the gift my Father has promised you. They waited 10 days before the Holy Spirit was poured out. And we want an anointing of the Holy Spirit in five minutes. Sometimes it, it means getting into God's presence and waiting. I just, I want you to realize this. Don't beat you up, yourself up. I believe when you get filled, you get filled. I had one girl one time I was praying for her to get filled with the Holy Spirit and there was something blocking her right here. I could, you could sense it. You could see it in the spiritual realm. It was unforgiveness. And as she began to forgive this individual, guess what happened? And I saw this net break, and boom, she gets filled with the Holy Spirit. Go with me to Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19. Look with me in verses 1 through 6, or 1 through 7. Acts chapter 19, verse 1, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. Everybody know about the church, in the Ephesian church? It's mentioned in the book of Revelation. Revelation. There he found some disciples and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, no, we, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul asked them, then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. So evidently, these guys were, they had followed John the Baptist and been baptized. When John the Baptist was baptizing people in the water in the Jordan, they got baptized. 
So Paul asked them, verse 3, then what, happened, what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied, verse 4. Paul said John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe on the one coming after him, that is in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. So they get saved because you evidently, in the, and we don't mean evidently, but in the New Testament church, when you got saved, you got what? Baptized, Baptized in water. And then they placed their hands on them. One last, let's go back to Acts chapter 10. This is a very short sermon this morning. Everybody enjoy this? Okay. Now go back with me to Acts chapter 10. Look at verse 46 again, and then we're going to go to the next couple verses. So the Holy Spirit's poured out on the Gentiles, verse 46, for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, can anyone keep these people from being baptized with water? They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. So do you see the correlation? The baptism of the Holy Spirit is separate from the new birth. You get saved, you have the Holy Spirit. But the baptism is God wants to endue you with His power. It's kind of like in that word, and you've heard me say it, uh, uh, power is the word deutimus, where we get the word dynamite, and that's the best definition we have for it. How, ma how many of us believe that God's power is a whole lot greater than dynamite? And so that's what it's about. And, and here's the thing. When you get baptized with the Holy Spirit, your job is to be a witness. One more scripture. That's what pastors always say, right? Go with me to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Jesus, again, he's talking about that gift. He says, but you will receive. Receive means to receive it. You have to be able to receive it, right? You can reject it or receive it, just like you can reject Christ or receive Christ. He says, you will receive power. That word, power, again, is deutimus, dynamite power. That's our best Understanding of it. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be, not maybe, but you will be witnesses. Now, under the word witness, underline it, and put to the side martyr. Because in the original Greek, it literally means a martyr for Christ. God will give you the power to die for his name. It got really quiet when I said that this morning. <laughs> Persecution. It literally means, am I willing to go to the cross for Jesus? Am I willing to die for him? And it happens every day in other parts of the world. So when you say, I'm not only filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm also filled with the Holy Spirit to be a martyr for Jesus. Yeah, but you don't know what they're going to say about me. They said it about Jesus. They insulted him made fun of him, said all kinds of things about him. But I'm afraid to share the gospel. 
That's where he fills you with the Holy Spirit to give you boldness. Peter, how many times did he deny Jesus? Anybody? Three times. When Jesus reinstated him, how many times did he tell you, Peter, do you love me? Three times. The same place that Peter denied Jesus is the same place on the day of Pentecost that he got up and preached the gospel. The thing about the Holy Spirit it is it not only gives you a, to be a witness, but the boldness to be a witness for Jesus Christ. I shared with you last week at Lowe's, I love to share the gospel with people. Hey, it, it's fun, I'm telling you. The more you do it, the more you like it. Just be, be courteous and respectful about it. Know when it's right. But you, you have the Holy Spirit in you to share the gospel. The church today is not multiplying. I just saw a study today, yesterday. It was from uh, the Northwest Ministry Network, my old district. And they said, I still get emails from them. And they said the fastest growing denomination, the only denomination that's growing in the United States is the Assemblies of God. And there's another Pentecost organization. But you want to know how much it's growing by? Zero percent. Actually, the church is on decline in America. Attendance is on decline. You know what changes that? The church preaching the gospel. You sharing the gospel. Sheep get other sheep. I can only reach so many people, but look how many of you guys are out here this morning. Take the opportunity. I, I, shared, uh, I was going to share this in my message this morning. Uh, St. Francis of Assisi said this, at all costs use words. Or he says, preach at all times and if necessary use words. I had to correct myself there. I read a testimony one time of a, a woman that her husband had died and they owned a farm and this was back in the 1930s during the Great Depression and the, you know, the, what happened with the Dust Bowl and her husband had died and she didn't have enough money to take care of her kid and she was going to go out and take her own life. And she went by a field and there was a farmer out there whistling a hymn. And just from her whistling, him whistling that hymn, God used that as a witness to her. She went to church, got saved, married the pastor. <laughs> he was single, by the way. I need to make that sure you guys understood that. But look, look, look what it says. You will be, not maybe, but you will be witnesses in Jerusalem. Now, Jerusalem was their surrounding town. That was their city. That, that would be like Lone Grove to us. Right? Are you a witness where you're at? People watch you. They watch you all the time. My kids watch me. My kids are the best judge of what the things I need to change. And more that I see things that they do, I go, oh my goodness, Lord, change me. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. What your kids do, you realize you do. Yeah. But you'll be a witness in your own city. It, they, the Jerusalem was their own city. And in all Judea, which is the outer town, which would be like our county, right? And Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So we are to be witnesses wherever we go. I'm going to share one story before we close. I know we're a little bit over, if you don't mind, real quick. When I was in the service, the United States Air Force, I would uh, station up Grand Forks, North Dakota. And I would, uh, my mom and dad worked for American Airlines. They live up, up in Tulsa. And I would take leave every year to go see my parents. And uh, I would drive my car down to the 
National Guard Base, that was what was great. I didn't have to pay for parking. I could just park my car down at the guard base and hit, get a taxi to the airport. And, and I get on an airplane and I land in Memphis and I, I'm a talker. I like to talk. My wife's the quiet one. She's here and it's the truth. When I first met her, it'd take me 10 minutes to get her to say anything to me. It's still that way sometimes, isn't it? I, I'm, I, that's okay. I'm not in trouble. But so I, I get into Memphis and I'm in one of those moods where I just didn't want to talk. I was tired and I had a seat that was next to me that was empty. And there was a guy up at the ticket agent looking at that seat and he looked at me and I went, oh, please don't come sit next to me. I'm just being honest. That's what I said. Guess where he came and sat? And I said, please don't talk. Guess what he did? He began to talk. So I talked. We talked with each other and we get on the airplane and guess where he was seated? Right next to me. So we're talking and we're just building relationships. I'm not preaching to him. In fact, in my message this morning was, you know, uh, how you address others. You you, 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 share, you, you share that you're a servant of Christ. But it doesn't have to be weird. You build relationships first. Yeah. So we get to, to this airport. I can't remember what airport it was. We get to an airport and we have a two-hour... I, I have a two-hour layover. And as I'm walking with this guy, and he goes... He starts telling me of all these bad things he was doing down in Mexico. He'd just come from Mexico on a trip. And he used the word debauchery. Now, does anybody know what the word debauchery means? It means committing the same sin over and over again. You're stuck in a rut. He used that word. I'm going, this is weird. I didn't tell him I was a Christian. Didn't say anything, but he's feeling, he goes, I don't know why I'm telling you this. I just did all these bad things. Guys, you have the anointing of the Holy Spirit on you. And people can sense that. And the Holy Spirit is what draws people. It's the Father that draws them with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit begins to convict them of their sin. So I get down to my gate and I have a two-hour layover. I look to my left, guess whose gate was right next to mine? <laughs> he had a two-hour layover. In fact, his flight left 10 minutes before mine. So I said, hey, are you hungry? Do you want to go get some pizza? Yeah, I'll go with you. So we're walking. And the Lord's reminding me this whole time of a shirt I had just bought. Christians obediently preaching salvation. And it's, you remember those shirts you could buy them? It said cops, you know. Didn't have the theme song. I like the theme song to that. So we get down and we're eating pizza. And I just said, so what is your faith? And he goes, well, I believe doing good unto others as they do unto you. Boom. He just gave me ammo. Because if you know the word of God, that's in the word. So I begin to share with them the gospel. And as we're walking back to our gates, he goes, I think you were put in my life today. He said it, not me. And 10 minutes before his flight left, I led him to the Lord. Yeah, give God praise. It's God that did it all. I, I wonder when I get to heaven, I'll get to see him. You know, I... Same, same with the guy that I led to the Lord at the hospital. And, and the, the individual I led to the Lord just recently at the parking lot in Ardmore there at the Best Western. Look for opportunities. God will give you the opportunity. Don't be weird about it. Don't shove it down their throat. Just open up opportunities. Look for those opportunities. Yeah. 
And if you're a little rusty at first, it's okay. We're in a school of learning. You're not going to get it right. There are times I've bombed it. There's times I went, whoa, I was a little too pushy. I asked my girls one time, and they said, I said, oh, was I too pushy? And they go, yeah, Dad, you kind of embarrassed us. <laughs> Sometimes you can get a little too bold, but listen, God will honor you for doing that. Right. I, I, one more, please, real quick. I didn't lead this person to the Lord, but we were in the parking lot, remember, in Longview. I'm, so Long Grove and Longview are so close, I get them mixed up. So well, It's the G's and the L's. But we were in Longview parking lot one time, we had, and this couple had pulled up. This is when we first got up there. And this guy was there, and he started talking to us. And I started sharing the gospel. And he, he lived up in Deer Island uh, over there in Oregon. And uh, my wife doesn't remember this, I do. But... He starts talking. I asked him if he went to church. I kind of like, like to cut the ice. Do you go to church anywhere? Well, down here in the South, they'll say, well, I used to go to church, or I go to church, or I grew up in church. There, they either went to church or they didn't go to church. And he said, well, this is my church. And he starts pointing to the nature and stuff, and I start witnessing to him. But I didn't share the gospel with him. And he left. And I said, Lord, I missed an opportunity. Please forgive me. Give me another opportunity. God is so great. I get into Walmart there. And I get done with the restroom, and out comes this guy coming out of the restroom. Now, I didn't lead him to the Lord, but I got to share Jesus with him. One plants, another one waters, but God makes it grow. You may plant, but another person will come alongside and water that seed, and then somebody else will reap the harvest, and that's okay. As long as we're building up the body of believers and building up the king, because Jesus is coming back soon. And we have got to be prepared and ready for it. Now that we've gone 10 minutes over, praise the Lord, I wanted to remind you of that. So kids, if you came forward, pray with mom and dad. Get alone, it's okay. We, we put so much emphasis. Listen, I believe tongues is the physical initial evidence of being baptized in the Spirit. But we put so much emphasis and focus on that, we're not focused on just receiving from God. And as we begin to do that and we don't think about the other thing, guess what happens? Then it happens. Every head bowed, every eye closed here this morning. Father, we thank you for all that you've done here this morning. You get the glory. I, I don't want to take glory for it because if you do, you said you will share your glory with no other. I thank you for the worship team and pray, uh, uh, singing and leading us and praying and all the things that they do. God, thank you that this is a team effort. Thank you for what you did here this morning. I pray, Father, that you will, we will see miracles and signs and wonders in this church and see uh, the, the prayers being uh, answered this morning. Yes. Father, but on the flip side, there are some that may be here that don't know you. I believe everybody in here is saved, but I don't know their heart. Only you do. Lord, it's, we're all one breath away from eternity. You know who's your, who, who belongs to you and who doesn't. Maybe that's you here this morning. You would say, Pastor, that's me. I haven't given my heart to Jesus, or maybe you have, but you're not living for him. And you need to rededicate your life to him this morning. I'm going to ask you to just simply raise your hand if that's you. Is there anybody here this morning? Everybody's saved. Are you, are you here? So you, one, there's anybody else? Anybody else here this morning? Would you just say this prayer for that person? And everybody, would you just pray this with me? Say, Lord Jesus, I admit 
I'm a sinner. I can't get to heaven on my own. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead on the third day. I believe you're the son of the living God. And I ask you to come into my heart to be my Lord and be my Savior. I surrender my whole life, all my plans to you today in Jesus' name. And Father, I pray for each person here this morning. You would bless them as they go about their day. Bless them, anoint them, use them, give them divine appointments as we enter in to our harvest field in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you, love you, God bless you. If you need me, I'm here to pray with you. Don't forget about tonight, Sunday night, we're doing a series on the book of James. I have put the pulpit down here just to be more personable with you guys. And uh, God bless you. We'll see you this afternoon.